0: Hello, I'm Mark. And I'm Alan Furstenberg, and welcome to Two Voice Devs. How are Two you Voice doing, devs.
1: Mark? Yeah, hi, how are you doing, Alan? I'm doing pretty well. How's your week been? It's, it's been busy as always, just lots of stuff on tech. We're having a scorcher down here in Arizona. We're under a high heat advisory, 116 today. Ooh. No, so, I, I know last weekend
0: there have been some, some big, big temperatures broken, temperature records broken. So that's, uh, I can imagine. This weekend has actually been a little bit cooler. Finally, up in the Northeast, uh, you know, a little bit of rain, a little bit, little bit cooler. But
1: uh, we'll see how it goes. So, so yeah, we're just as always. We're a little bit uh, different. Same country, different, <laughs> uh, different perspectives. And today we're talking about uh, voice dev, Alexa, Google, Bixby.
0: Yeah, you know, one of the things that we last week's uh, conversation that we had when you were talking about speech markdown and one of the, the things we were kind of exploring is how that was gonna work with this new parallel audio that's introduced yes. with uh, APLA. And I was thinking about how uh, Google handles that now as part of SSML and, and I'm thinking, why don't, why don't we talk about that a little bit uh, today? Because I kind of want to explore exactly the similarities and the differences between the two and, and see if there's a good way uh, speech markdown can go forward with that, or
1: what the best route would be. Yeah, no, I'm definitely thinking about how uh, speech markdown can incorporate this. But y- you're right; we talked about it, and actually, I um, did a survey a couple weeks ago about uh, you know what were the top beta that uh, betas that people were using out of the announcements from Alexa Live, and uh, number two was uh, Alexa Presentation Language for audio. So I think this is a great topic: SSML um, audio. Um, I don't. What's your take on this, Alan? Yeah, Google's had a uh, parallel and sequence out there for uh, for quite a while now. Want um, to give people an overview and kind of talk about that a little bit? Sure. So Google introduced
0: this notion of what I like to refer to as audio tracks. So you can have multiple tracks of audio that are both independent from each other, but also in some ways related. So previously, if you wanted to do something uh, such as, Ah, uh, play a bit of background audio while a person is speaking, or while while you've got the the uh, the speech going at the same time. You needed to pre-record that and pre-generate, Let's pre-mix it, yeah, yeah. And that was okay for some things, but for others, where you have a more dynamic response that you want to do, that doesn't work so well. And when you really start getting into more complicated uh, nesting and how you know. Repeat a background track over and over while you still have pre-generated, you know, while you still have the text output. Um, things that you might want to do in a game, for example, because a yeah. game you want to, you don't just want to say what's going on. You want to set the mood. You want to do a bunch of other things. Um, having these much more rich, complicated, uh, you know, car- you know, more, um, more depth into the conversation. And I think that's what we're still trying to work on is how do we create that almost movie quality immersion that we want people to have when we've got game-like conversations and other yeah. conversations.
1: Yeah, so exactly. So what I was thinking of, uh, like what it would be before is that you would play some audio and then you'd have some text and then play some audio and then you'd have some text-to-speech again. Um, or your, your your other option was to premix stuff where, where but if you've got like, a background music track and character speaking and you know cityscape noises and you know other things going on then you'd have to premix that and the more tracks that you would have this the more complicated it would come and you'd have to do a lot more work to to pre all of that stuff so yeah definitely um or and even some games where like if you're wanting to layer tracks on top of tracks and kind of like now we're going to put in a drum line now we're going to be you know Kind of the interactive music stuff you couldn't do that really with the premix, and now you can do that with the with the sequence. Right. So, parallels. so creating
0: these sequence, you know, there's all sorts of things that you can do. So, what Google introduced were some custom tags for SSML, and um, they basically allow you to say, for for this chunk of SSML, we're going to have these tracks that run in parallel. And each track that runs in parallel, inside that that parallel tag, PAR, you specify more normal HTML, uh, more normal SSML. So inside that you could, for example, have an audio tag to play audio, or you can have a voice track to play voice, just using standard SSML tags from there on out. Um, The other neat things about it though, is that you can say things like, these two tracks, although they run in parallel, The second track starts two seconds after the first one started. Or it starts half a second after this other track finishes. So if you're setting up conversational voices, for example, if you want two people to sound like they're talking to each other, you don't need to know, here's how long this one takes and here's when it's going to end. You just say, whenever it ends, start this one. Whenever that one ends, start this other
1: one. So syntactically in the uh, SSML, how would you identify each of those different tracks? You've got the parallel tag, but what's inside of the parallel tag that then you could use so for each, audio or speech?
0: Each tag you can identify using an XML ID tag. So it's a, it's a standard ID tag that you include in there. And then you will reference things by saying, you know, uh, ID track A plus 0.5 seconds or plus 500 milliseconds.
1: Okay, so part of the attribute value is it could be referencing an ID or, or, or a previous ID with some plus or minus time value. Exactly. Okay. And now, now do you have to incorporate everything inside of media tags uh, inside of the parallel? or can you nest parallel and sequence? Do you know that? I, you, I, 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 my initial reading of it, I couldn't tell. They can be nested. I think by
0: anybody who's trying to nest it might already start, you know, they're, they're difficult enough to begin with. Yeah. Just to, to wrap your head around. And fortunately, they've actually, Google's actually published a tool they call Nightingale, which helps you build these tracks on your own, you know, build these tracks so that you can then export it into the SSML and then fiddle oh. with it on your own. Because that's very helpful. Just just the notion of trying to wrap your head around, wait, when when are these tags actually working together? Um, so the tool really helps get you at least to to build that framework, and then you modify that template once you've you've got the framework in place.
1: So I, yeah, I think what's interesting what I was looking at is like with, if you think about the parallel tag and everything that's that, that's inside of the 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 that tag. It all begins at exactly the same time, unless you tell it otherwise, unless you overwrite it and say that it's going to delay. But you you have um, things like beginning, uh, when it starts, when it ends, um, repeat, like I say, if it's audio. So there's just a lot of different things that you Mm -hmm.
0: can... uh, So, you know, things like, you know, there's also fade-ins and fade-outs, and you can specify fade-in and fade-out time. So, you know, these are all things that, if you think about an audio mixer, that's exactly what you're exactly. doing on it. So yeah, sending things like a repeat track. You know, so if you just have this nice simple um, baseline that just you know takes two seconds, and you just tell it to repeat over and over, you now have this baseline that's repeating over and over in the background, and you can you know lower the volume a little bit so that you know other oh, tracks really
1: have yeah. So, so then you specify, is it like a relative decibel level? Like, uh, I'm going from, from where I'm currently like, I don't know, maybe I have my device set to, you know, three quarters audio, right? So it's not all the way up. Um, is the number number inside of that relative to the current volume level? I believe the audio for each
0: that you specify the relative to is, is for that audio. So you're specifying it as, uh, a relative decibel level off of that audio, and oh. I I, act- I actually found the use of decibels an interesting one since almost everywhere else they refer to lux, which is a, a yes. different standardized audio leveling.
1: Yeah, or or something that like uh, I guess a typical user would just be like volume, right? Yeah, I, I want this at 100% volume or 50% volume or 10% volume or something. That that's actually the the route that APLA takes is is so, so tell me APLA number. approaches okay, uh, well, the issue. I'm going to do a quick overview of Alexa presentation language. Just very, very high level. Because um, APLA is built on some of the same foundations code-wise, I think, um, as um, the typical a- APL. Um, so wanted to want you to understand that. So when you respond. To your custom skill you know or you know voice app is responding or sending a response back so that it eventually plays on the device, then you specify what is the output text that you're going to respond, and that could just be regular test, text or it could be SSML. Um, but Alexa presentation language is built on a different um, I guess bucket to return things in. And it's called a directive. So when you, whenever you want to send additional out of, I guess, out of band data, um, you do that with a directive. And directives can be used for lots of different things, but Alexa presentation language is one of them. So at as basic, um, you have to respond with a directive that has the APL information in it. Now, APL itself is a template-based language. It's JSON-based, but it's also template-based, which means okay. you, you can have the document that you want, and I'm using the term loosely document because it could be in the presentation world, it's Alexa presentation. Um, but in APLA, it's, like, it's the language template. You just think about that as these are the, the, the structure of what I want to return back, and each of those things have components. And so in the APLA world, those components are things like silence or mixer or sequence. Hmm. Um, as, as opposed to in like the display world, it would be like a header or you know, a, a button, an image. So it's using that same structure, but inside of that JSON language, there's also that like conditionals and placeholders where you could pass data um, which means that there's a, a separate section for your data. So there's the document and any data that you would pass into that document. I guess what that allows you to do is publish the template once and just pass different data to it, um, and uh, um, and and it will work, uh, as opposed to building up this string, which is the document, every time based on some sort of templating inside. In right. No, code. The,
0: that makes sense. Is having you know. A, I, obviously, what multivocal encourages is this notion of templating. Yes. So I, I can certainly see why you know I, I like that attitude of of taking, building a structure and using it as a template.
1: Yeah, and right now a lot of the, what they're doing is that you would have to build that template up in code and re, return that as part of a directive. But they're in the works of of building it so that you could actually define as part of your skill in the developer console the web UI that you use to Mm -hmm. define information about skills, you could define both the visual APL and the audio APL um, and even link those together so that, in essence, that's where things are hosted from and then you have to pass less information back. Because it basically functions like a browser would where it goes out and grabs images or grabs other things. You could host these templates and then pull back a template which could pull back other templates um that, that it's based off of. So that's that that's the very high level of of what Alexa so, presentation language, is. it's templates with uh it's with the document and data.
0: Portions. So so what you'd be doing is you'd be public you basically would have a, a document that contains your template. And in your directive you would reference this document and then the 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 template data that you want to fill in the template with.
1: Yes, exactly. And so when when that comes back as part of the response, it hits the middle layer, which is like the Alexa service. And there's lots of different things that happen in in that middle section, but we're gonna treat it as like a black box since I don't know all the things exactly that it does in there. But what actually happens, interestingly enough, in this case, instead of the directive passing the information all the way back to the device, it actually passes it back to this middle layer where the Alexa service actually does the audio mixing for you and then returns it back as if it was the the bucket that had the SSML in it. So so, so let yeah, me. What happens
0: if you also send back SSML at the same time?
1: You know what? I don't know that you can, but I I don't know. That's something that I, I'll have to investigate. I,
0: I I don't even know. Like I said, I don't know if that's even a reasonable question to ask. If you know you know so if sending back a response along with a directive, so does a direct, does a response contain a directive or are they they kind of two separate creatures?
1: So the response contains the place where you would put your output uh, text-to-speech, which could be SSML, and then another part of that response could include your um, APLA. Okay. And another one could include your APL, too. You could respond back with various... Different directives at the same as part of the same response. So that's a very high level. So It's a little bit more complicated. I, I I do like like you say, it's definitely with the multi-vocal um, perspective where things are templates and you can pass data. I I like that uh, quite a bit. Um, so, but in, but I I'm also interested in making sure that 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 stuff that I'm doing in the developer console is something that I could actually do in code and check that into source control. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm very, I sensitive to doing some part of something someplace and so part of something someplace else. And part of its version controlled and not. Uh, other no, I, not. And I'm, so I'm, I'm sensitive to that.
0: I'm, uh, that. That's a, that's a big concern. It's one of the, uh, we're, we're now slightly shifting off, but that's one of the things I like about action builder is that everything in action builder that I do on the web, I can, check out and put into version control. yes, And, and send it back in the other direction when I need to.
1: So we'll have code samples for all of, all of this to compare what does uh, Google's SSML approach to audio mixing look like compared to um, APLA. But walking you through a little bit now, specifically on the APLA side of things, what are the different tags? So you could have a mixer tag which mixes different things together, that is like your, your parallel tag. So you can say, I want all of these things to happen at the same time. Um, and you can embed in that also sequence uh, tags if you wanted to, or instead, of sequen- or instead of mixer, you could just use sequence. Like if you wanted this to happen, then this to happen, then this to happen then you'd use a sequence. If you wanted this this, or this, to happen at the same time or offset based on something, then that's when you would use Mixer. Um, there is the ability to also include um, a, a, a silence tag. So if you wanted to have like start um, so far into the, the current, um, I guess, parallel thing that was going on, you wanted to wait, like they started talking in two seconds in, you, it would start to play the audio or something, then you could you could have a silence tag do that and, and wait to do that. Um, but it's, and then like with just, I guess, very similarly with audio, you can have a start and a stop. You can specify a volume percent. You can also specify a volume number and I'm not exactly sure what's, what range that number is. Um, I don't know if it's like a zero to one Range, so it's just like percent, or or exactly what? So, so what does your consensus? volume go to eleven? I don't, I don't know that it goes to eleven, <laughs> and and that, that I've actually asked, I've asked somebody on the team because I, those clarification, is the volume go up to just hundred percent, or can you make it go to one hundred and fifty percent? Can you have it extra loud? I don't, I don't know what what that is compared to if it's once again relative to the audio clip itself. Or if it's relative to the overall volume of the thing that's being mixed and played back so that's the there's still some um, uh, documentation questions on that there's it's not clearly defined in the documentation that i still need to investigate but uh, you can also fade in and fade out Um, so i haven't confirmed this but from you know from talking to my sources at amazon that there is pretty much feature com- uh, parity between what Google does with their SSML approach and APLA, with the ex- exception of repeat. We don't currently allow repeating an audio track, which is so useful. That That's is, interesting. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why.
0: You know, because, well, I mean, it, it's even interesting, you know, um, one of the things I found interesting about repeat is that not only, you know, you can also indicate how long you want it to repeat or how many times you want it to repeat. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you just wanted somebody to be endlessly knocking on a door, you can, you know, repeat it five times. But after that time, you know, you say, okay, maybe after that, we'll go away muttering something, you know, and that's, that's an interesting set of effects that you can end up doing. Yeah. yeah.
1: You could have Sheldon go, Penny, Penny, you know, (laughs) you know, I
0: think that's it is, is, (laughs) One and this just I think it speaks in general to the usefulness of these tools. Yes. Is that it does let us start doing you know TV and movie quality audio work exactly with that level of interaction that we don't have. And I, I think one of the things I'm really interested in seeing where it goes is okay, you know, that's on one hand, okay, we could see how that'll be used for games, for entertainment stuff or all of that. Well, okay. What does it mean when our work ends up having a soundtrack? You know, if we're, you know, what does, uh, you know, if I'm doing a fitness app and just, you know, there to record or motivate, what does a background audio track for that sort of thing sound like? Um, and how can we use that to be motivational? You
1: know. Yeah.
0: You know, if I'm using it to record my finances, what's the background for that sort of thing? Visually, you know, in, you know, we've got bank apps that do stuff visually or. Um, things that record our personal finances, like like showing things to help motivate us. What's the audio for that? I don't know. I, 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 could, I can picture how we can use it, but I think we're still just experimenting with that.
1: Yeah, and in some ways, I would actually like the audio to keep going, like, I don't know, eventually maybe get to this, like in general, like if I'm in this part of the application have some sort of background uh, track playing, that that's just always playing and i do my interaction back and forth and and different things and it's playing and it's kind of like background mood music or or yep. you know, theme music or whatever you want to call it right for for the thing that i'm doing well
0: i think it's also important you know, one of one of the things that um, that can be useful for is for sonic branding for example exactly so that i have my own sonic brand playing in the background when they're interacting with me but also that's now a cue. Hey, I'm still in this voice action. Yes. I'm, and I'm still... sometimes
1: that's confusing, yeah.
0: Right. No, it's very confusing at times that, you know, wait a minute, who, you know, am I talking to this app, you know, this app or am I talking to Alexa or Google? Who's listening to me right now?
1: Yeah, I've even done things like if I'm inside my Alexa app, I do an intent that says open whatever the name of my skill is. In case they get confused that there's not in my skill anymore and try to open it again while they're already in it. And then I just pretend like I'm starting again mm-hmm. or, you know, or even handle things like what time is it or things like that, that, that you would typically say that when you're not in it.
0: That's actually a pretty, I've seen a lot of people recommend you handle those, those kinds of things um, because i have seen it so much inside of, of a skill or in action.
1: Yeah, and I th- I think you're right. I think having some sort of a sonic brand, um, and and I wasn't sure when I first was using Google with how like they introduce the the action before you go into it and then you leave it. Um, I actually like that quite a bit now uh, that I've I, it, know, started it's, using it, and I've started doing that in in my in skills. Like if I'm in side of a mode where like I search for something and then I can go next and next or you know just something like that. I introduce that I'm going into this other search results, now entering your search results or something like that. And then when you're done, Hmm. then uh, like, because you can say cancel at some point in time, it says now leaving your search results. So just trying to give some sort of a cue that you've entered into this room where you're doing something different. And now you're leaving that room and you're back to what the...
0: Yeah, I I think using audio cues and and the way Google does it, is even more subtle. It's it's literally, it's just a, an audio, a rising audio pitch to indicate you're entering and a lowering one when you leave. Mm-hmm. So as you get used to that in actions, you start listening for it sometimes. Yeah, And you start, it's, it's almost a sense of reassurance that you're now talking to someone else. And that's, I think, in, in a bigger philosophical question that we'll have to tackle another day about how the <laughs> two <laughs> the two big brands approach that so differently, that, that one yes. aspect
1: of it. Yeah, so um, there, there's you know, definitely more to uncover with um, APLA. Uh, I still need to dig into it deeper to you know, to test some different things out and, and kind of push the boundaries and see where they're at. Um, but, but I think we've got a, a good introduction of APLA. Yeah, I think and- so. The,
0: and the template angle is very interesting to me. Um, one of the things that you said, the, the notion of a background audio track, is one that I've actually explored a lot, but it uses actually a very different technology than the one we just discussed here. It uses uh, Google's media response, and we'll, we'll cover that another time, I think, <laughs> but um, it's an interesting thing to play with, and there are interesting catches with it. But we'll leave that for another time, I think.
1: Yeah, I think, I think this is good. Um, I'm sure we could talk longer about Uh, this or anything else it's great to always talk to you Alan right as
0: always we can keep talking we will include as always uh, references in the YouTube uh, comment section in the description for all of the stuff that we've talked about and um, I guess we will see people again next week all right that's two voice devs two voice devs take care everyone